Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Carnival of Random, and this is Rob here, and you're talking about synchronicity, something that had to happen. It would have happened if we lived in, my guest lived in Bolivia and I was here. We're at the old pickle factory, so we had to bring in the pickle mafia. Hi guys. Yes, thanks for having us. And because I suck and screw up names and everybody, if you could introduce yourselves and tell a little about stuff, because I've pronounced so many names wrong lately, I feel horrible. Lisa Loudon. (laughs) I'm Charlie. Lindner, play keyboards. I'm Ben Chilbert, I play bass. I am Marco Cirigliano, and I play the drums. There you go, and you're the one who doesn't talk a lot, huh? Exactly, I'm the quiet one. We could have really had more of an episode about the gear in the studio, the way you were looking at all the Sid stuff and everything. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, but I mean, I don't know how, you know, I, I'm not sure if your fan base would want to know all that techie stuff. Our fan base is probably well. They if they were smart, they wouldn't be listening to this probably. So, so, oh. so oh. roast, roast, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. But how did all this, the whole pickle mafia, and you guys get together and everything? How did this all come to be? And how long have you been roaming around? Well, there's a lot of variables to that, but I've known Charlie for almost a, a decade. Just about a decade. Way to help there. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a while and it, it's been kind of a blur. And uh, Charlie and I have played music before at jams and we've done like uh, fun stuff together, just like off shows and whatnot. And um, and Marco moved to Rochester four years ago. Back to Rochester. You're originally from here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, I don't know. I was playing music with both both these guys. We're all on each other's radar. And I I was doing a jam with Marco where I hit up Charlie, and I was like, hey, do you want to be in the house band with us? And Charlie's like, I got a better idea. How about we just start a band? <laughs> well, sort of that's how it happened, but yeah. it's pretty well, that, close. It's pretty close. That was a long story short. Yeah. But there's a lot, There's like I said, there's a lot of but variables to where, it. But for a while, it was just Charlie and her trio, and I was just using my name, and then what happened was we were out on the road, and we guys wanted to think of a, a band name, and since I made pickles, I just made pickles for fun. Oh, know? I yeah, I've done it too. Yeah, just you know, just a few jars here and there over the years, nothing big. And they're like, oh, well, we need to call it something like pickle. And we thought mafia because I would we would drive around on the road. I'd be in my gym shorts, and we get to a venue that I want to play, and I'd be like, guys, wait in the car, watch this. So I jump out of the car, put on <laughs> this like really nice shirt, nice belt, nice pants, polish my shoes up grab my CDs, I'd walk in the venue and just say, hey, my name's Charlie Leonard, part of this band, have a CD, talk to the cooks, talk to the servers, everyone gets CDs, and, you know, I'd really push them to try to get the gig there, and then we would get the gig, so... He's basically the Don from The Godfather, making stuff happen for his boys. He should be giving out jars of pickles to some of the fans and signing them, like, you have a drawing, Mm. and you want to sign pickle jar with... Oh, we, yeah, that's... That kind of it evolved into that. Um, you got to use the name. When we first got it started, yeah. Well, the name became more prominent when COVID hit, because we had an entire year booked and contracts, yeah. and we're going we all over the place. And then, and then shows, yeah. yeah. And then COVID hit, and we lost all those shows. So then the name kind of became the forefront, and we started making pickles. Less as a hobby and together as a business. Yeah, we uh, we really ramped up last fall. Was 
got pretty scary, and then we just started hustling pickles, making the silliest. <laughs> you have video. to say at the <laughs> end too, and say about well, we can get some of these quality. Products. Yeah, yeah, we got to get you guys some. We'll we'll drop them off. I already had food poisoning once recently. Oh, these are artisan. Yeah, yeah my aunt good. Julie used to have the big the barrel in the basement and all like the mason jars and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know she made the dill, the hot ones, the garlic. We do a. Uh, What's your specialty? So See, we, we do everything on this show. We talk pickle making. We talk music. We did dill, garlic dills, and the spicy garlic dills uh, sell the most and for the spicy we use Fresno or Cherry Bomb. Then we have the exotic flavors that um, a girl came up with uh, it's mango habanero pineapple thyme and then we came up with ghost pepper <laughs> people really they're, like the ghost. They're all amazing. Just don't I get the it. ghost pepper caught Spice. in your throat or you'll yeah. one of my friends had a sandwich with one on one time and he got it caught in his throat Burn. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah but how, how did all of you what are your influences how did you get to this point for music what got you into music in the first place besides it's cool but like did you have any artists that you're listening to go i want to do this um i think we all have like very different influences and then they it's kind of like what is that chart where it's like a circle and a, is it a venn diagram yeah the venn diagram Us is like it's like a triple of that and then we have all the artists that we all like and then we have the artists that me and Ben like, the artists that me and Charlie like, the artists that Ben and Charlie like, and then the artists that we individually like. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we each bring a different flavor to the band. And for me, it's like I, I bring a lot. I, I realize I bring a lot of um, trap and hip hop, and then like you know, swing, double time swing, your classic bebop, you know, like songs like. Donnelly. Ah, he did this without a hitch or whatever. I was going to say we had the little gremlins here in a minute because maybe we got too deep. But continue on. I love it. Continue on what you were saying. Classic bebop. We're pros. We improvise all the time. I got to figure out where the good spot to come in is. But, you know, classic bebop like uh, Donna Lee, where Wynton Marsalis can play it in over 700 different ways with just his mouthpiece. Like a trained assassin. I did. We did just watch the YouTube video where he said that. It's, it's factual. <laughs> factual. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what I bring. And then the bebop is kind of all of us. Ben Ben has been diving into like Glassware a lot recently and Derek mm-hmm. Hodge. Modern, yeah, modern contemporary jazz uh, with hip hop flavor. Basically, uh, it's beats with jazz harmony. Um, very very deep pocket. Um, but as far as influences, there's a lot that goes into it all the best jazz bass players you know jam bands funk classic rock electronic music modern electronic music that's being made like as we speak you know they're releasing albums that's on the pinnacle of that style and uh, I think I think we all appreciate and respect each other's influences and the more we share with each other the more it, the Venn diagram grows with stuff that we all are into, and uh, we funnel a lot into our music. I would say, funnel a lot. But I, I guess my background would mainly be like funk and rock and improvisation. I know, like reading a lot of this will sound like you never guess, but like people like Duff McKagan and a lot of these metal bassists, they love the old Soul Train, like Cameo, all these. Yeah. The bass was like the central yeah. instrument. And how could you not? That stuff is so groovy. And like most genres, too. I find that I can't really find music that I don't like. And if there's something, if people don't like it, I listen to it, I'm just like, what's what's good about this? Oh, that's good about this. Oh, it's like and my friend that. Adriana, she's got me into like Billie Eilish. 
Woo. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. That's great. She's great. Pop music is good too. I, li- I like that's, pop music. That's a big thing on the show here. We always say, listen to what you like. Listen to stuff you don't know. You might like it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't limit yourself. Because I keep telling the story, like back in high school, though, remember it was like, okay, dude, what do you listen to? You got to listen to, you got to be the metalhead, you got to be the goth, you yeah, got to be. Yeah, that yeah. was like my school Grateful where. Oh, my school was always a suburban Catholic school, so it was Journey, REO, Fornis. They love my gun club <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Now it's a band. I said high school and gun club, it's a band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel a lot of people had that upbringing where, like, you had to be something that already existed. And uh, I feel after high school, you know, a lot of people break out of that. Like, I played sports and also played drums, and I was in band. You know? 42. Yeah, all that. All that. <laughs> Just try to experience what life has to offer. And, that's, and with music, that's a really easy way to do that. Plus, I think jam bands, you really get to rock it out and show your chops and everything. Yeah. Remember the band Gaylord here? They're one I saw. They would play like a 27-minute song. Be, yeah, yeah. You just get to play all your... One of the big ones I missed last year was Jason Isbell and Tran Anastasio at uh, CMAC was one of my COVID mm-hmm. cancels. Mm-hmm. Though I did make a lot of money because all my shows I would be getting the refunds for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how did you deal with then? You like to play. You like to go around... Uh, comes up COVID, we were like, "What's this crap? It'll be gone in a month." We never done this before. Yeah. A year later or so, uh, you know, <laughs> we get the Omega Beta Delta variant that'll probably close us down till twenty fifty six. But uh, how did you do when you're playing? You're on the road, and all of a sudden, how did you? What did you try to? Did you try we, to make something of this? Well, we we at first we just completely isolated because until we know that was me. I was like, yeah, I, I ended up making during that time. I recorded uh, my first solo piano album of just soft gentle music all original called piano for the sleepless mind there's my shameless plug of the day yeah we, that's what we're here for that's what we're here for make sure that's you get all the plug. plugs in it's a great album you endorse any drum sets you can plug them in bass and bass so uh we I, I did that and then we got back together in june and we started playing outside the weather was nice you know keep for that week in rochester yeah. <laughs> it was pretty nice and then you know we started we started playing out and um I think we only did like one one show outside pretty much mm-hmm. and stuff in the fall some some private smaller events outside but I mean really we spent a lot of time um just chilling making a lot of food we get together like 3 4 days a week and just cook I would be like, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be writing, I'm going to do Zooms, I'm going to do all the stuff I could barely do my laundry after a while. I was like that, Mm -hmm. and I was playing old Atari, and like, the days would blend into each other. Yeah, that's what happened, is days would blend into each other. But what we did is, especially when the summer hit, we started, we were doing, we're on this, we're on this really chill vibe of doing all this really very relaxed, uh, soulful music, and we ended up coming up with five or six ideas and narrowed it down to four and actually recorded uh, a little EP that we're going to release in two weeks. And, I know yeah. that people either once, one of my friends, he recorded like four albums. You know, other people just, I know a couple of people did even pick up an instrument for a year. So we yeah. Depended on how, oh, we yeah. definitely had our instruments going. Yeah, like, we, it was, it was an incubation did. period for our talents and I feel like we, we kind of buckled down and honed in on our own and then we'd come together and like hang out and just let let it all flow out, and um, we definitely wrote some good music in that time. We're sitting on we're sitting on a lot of material. This this EP that Charlie brings up included called "The Night to Remember," 
it's all very just chill um, jazz harmony and and beats and grooves and it's just very relaxing stuff and uh, it's fun it's, it was a lot of fun yeah. and it definitely reflects like the time that we were having during the pandemic together just like writing the music and just just trying to relax through all the chaos that was going on. That's cool. Make it a positive. That's yeah. my thing in life as I get older. you got to be positive about everything to get through this world alive. But one thing you've been saying is you really love to travel. Now, yeah. how, now number one, that got shot down last year. But tell, like, how, how have some of your road trips and playing been? you have any good stories? Oh, or anything? God, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can, many. We can't swear on the show, so we're putting that ahead right now. We started now. out of uh, traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in. Good job. It was like 2019. Um, we started going, and then, well, we realized we could we could make a living doing this if we could fit. Uh, when the guys came on board, I was like, "All right, here's the deal. We gotta get everything into the Subaru Forester and three people. So let's play Tetris. If we have to get rid of things, we will." I ended up using a, a microcord because it was the only thing that fit. I think you would you have at the time was that little tiny drum kit was it uh, the little blue one yeah what was the size of that bass drum uh, that's a little fourteen inch that's my little martini kit yeah we had a, a little martini kit and I had a I had a bass drum mic I would put in that and I had one of those little bow sticks you know yeah. so we we made everything fit into the car and that way we could maximize thirty miles of the gallon and we I started getting us a lot of gigs up in the Adirondacks and then we were down in New York City a bunch and it was just like. We're just loving being out on the road, and we're we're you know making enough money to make it worth it, and we had people to stay with. But the best the best story, I think, one of the best things we came up with was we're at this place up in Lake Placid, this like barbecue place, and uh, smoke singles, and smoke signals. See, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's like, which barbecue place? You, there's, there's, yeah. there's They're actually Tale of the Pub. It's like a, bar, yeah, Tale of the Pub is like so, a motel venue barbecue joint. It's so nice. With we, cabins. We took the... Shout out. We took the, uh, we had a, a glass and I put it right next to Marco on a chair right as people walked out. And I said, hey, maybe we can make a little tip money. And I put like a little dime. So he's doing his drum solo, and he started playing the the, the jar, ding, 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 and started filling up with money. We're like, huh, this is a good idea. So we swapped it out for a bigger jar, a pickle jar, and then we put the pickle jar next to Marco. We tape it down we on ta- the We had to tape it down because uh, we're at we're at the water hole up in Saranac Lake this year, and he's playing the pickle jar, and it just smashed all over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, made a big deal, uh, and these people came running with two more pickle jars. Alyssa Tran does a song called Pickle Jar, and that's what she has for a tip jar, a pickle jar, but it's a lot bigger. It looks like one of those that holds the... Uh, 64 ounce? Yeah. Yeah, that's what... Now, now we have the 64 ounce, but that really helped, too, just to make ends meet and get out there. But definitely, definitely some interesting stories yeah, there's down a story, in New York City. There's a story from every trip, definitely. I hear. Um, I see a book coming. <laughs> Pickle tours. I see a book coming. But one of the things too is, how is the vibe? Like you play around here, you have different people come dig the show. You have a lot of your friends probably come too. People you mm-hmm. know. How is that compared? Is there more pressure to play in front of people you know, or like when you go away? Do you like the, the idea of like when you see people who've never heard your stuff before? Just you could tell they're digging it, or they come up afterwards and say, "Man, you guys are really good." Yeah, you know that's something we thought about because we. Um, right before the pandemic was my birthday and we did it at Three Heads Brewery and we were talking to each other whether we should, since it's a hometown show if we should 
you know, you know, plan it out a little bit better. And then we kind of went in with the attitude of, nah, we're just going to be ourselves. Yeah. And because it's more genuine. It's authentic. You got to be like that. Right. Yeah. So like the one time Bowie blew it was when he did Never Let Me Down because he really tried or like uh, Tonight because he was always just doing what he wanted to do, but he tried to be commercial because he uh, thought he had pressure. Yep. Damn. Yeah. When you try, if you don't just let it come naturally. Yeah, people know, yeah. especially on a live show. If they know you're trying to force these songs out. It's just like... That's the thing I ask a lot, too, is where do your songs come from? Do they come, like, just pop out? You see something and go, wow, I'm going to write something about that. Or, like, the songwriting process. That's a funny thing, because I was, um, I've been listening to a lot of McCoy Tyner, especially, I always go, if I find an artist that I really like, I go to their very first album, and Inception is the first album, and the first track on the first albums. Inception. That's the name of the track, too. So I was really I was transcribing the solo for Inception, and I, at first I was like, oh, was the, the very opening chords. I was looking at like what he was doing there and these sharp nine chords and his use of the pentatonic. I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And I got about not even one measure into the song, and I was like, I just started writing my own like thing. <laughs> we came up with a song called the Dill Standard, <laughs> and we brought it. I, I brought it into these guys, and then it just completely transformed because we started playing around with the different arrangement ideas and going into double time swing, and then come back to the arrangement, giving the bass, you know, bass solo, yeah. and then uh, it evolved even deeper where we figured out different chord. Ben and I work working on Ben and I and Mark are working on different chord progressions to solo over. So, oh no, did he bring his ray gun? <laughs> it's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> We have two drummers on the show. I think this one's a lot smarter than you, though, Greg. <laughs> he was talking about some deep stuff that I'm glad you weren't here for because you'd be confused. Nice to meet you, man. But I also think there's a different thing. Like, I mean, I have my co-hosts on here, one straggled. And Greg, say hi, everybody. This is Greg. Um, hey, Greg. He's hi, been up. Leave him, al- oh, Liam, no. Liam alone, too. He's been up since, like, the wee hours of the morning. So I just got out of work. I had to work. At- I played a gig last night till about... Twelve thirty, and then had to be up at six. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god! Another, I had food poisoning all night. I didn't get to sleep at all. I almost so, canceled today, but I got better. Nice. So if I if I babble incessantly, that's it. <laughs> that's all we're doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we do here. We're really casual. But the thing is, like you have this. I think when you have collaborators who you trust, you bring an idea, and then there's the beauty of it. They might see a whole different way that's even better. And you just start working together. It's like, okay, this was good. This is freaking great. Yeah. Well, it gives you a different point of view. Oh, Greg, this is the pickle mafia. You know that, right? Pickle mafia. Oh, I saw you guys at House of Guitars. Oh, I played before you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was fun. Yeah, they bumped us into a little earlier slot. Yeah, you guys were great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I I videoed one of the songs. Was it the drum solo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rio, Rio de Janeiro. You got, it, Trio de Janeiro. Rock, man. Thank you, man. I think he has a lot of different influences than you do, actually. I think he's got a lot more different influences than you do, even though you have a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, he's obviously he's more into like Elvin Jones and crap I like love that. Elvin yeah. Jones. Yeah. Look at that. Like the brilliance. <laughs> yeah, man. I could tell you. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, dr- that drum solo was definitely an Elvin. homage. Yeah. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I knew you were videotaping. That's what's cool about. I videoed. 
the whole thing. I mean, I videoed that whole song, whatever. Oh, yeah, trio I was very impressed Nero. with everything. The, ba- the bass playing and the keyboard playing was very, very cool. Now, that's the one thing I was going to ask you. Is this your single project, you three together? Or because, you know, Rochester, everybody's like in eight different bands like this man here. Or do you do other stuff on the side or anything? Do a little on the side. I would say this it's is not the a main, secret, is it? This is, no, it's not. This is definitely uh, the main project, I, I would say. Um, but, I mean, we do some off shows, and I play in Roots Collider. He plays in Sideways and Aku. It's Rochester, you have to sort of. Yeah. It's like a thing where you can't just be in one almost, it seems, these days. But you know what? Even that. Even that kind of like osmosis, you know, it's like you start playing other stuff with other people, and all of a sudden that's it just becomes part of your bag of tricks. You don't even know it. Mm-hmm. It sneaks yeah. in, and then when you go back and play with another band, you're like, wow, you, you, you're you're approaching it differently. Yeah, exactly. Because you got different. Influence. Yeah, I would I would say with any other projects I do, it's like a different side of the brain that I'm using. Right. Like it, with Pickle Mafia, like everything is opened up, and I'm expressing myself fully musically. With within our compositions and even more so in our improvisation, and then there's bands where, um, like Roots Collider, play the same note every time, like we're in the studio. Yeah, I remember that band. They were good bands. I remember. Yeah. Oh, here's a question. I'll actually have to ask a question that might require a little thought. So we were talking about collaborations. Like, which one of you has brought a song, and the other two changed it completely? But you said, "Wow, you made it better." <laughs> well, this sounds like you every time. That's, almost. that's like a lot of our songwriting is like that. We'll have an idea, or even like a general structure, and we'll bring it to the table. And we're really good at working together and refining it, and like making all the parts click with without compromising our music personalities. And a lot of our songs that we've like our newer songs that we have written have just transcended. I think all of our expectations yeah. because we're we're allowing all of us to kind of shine within it, within yeah. that I think I think honestly the my, my favorite of what you just said like that approach there's a new song on our upcoming uh, on our debut album that I don't know if I can say the name to yet but mm-hmm. on our debut album there's a song <laughs> called Rock Lee and I came up with that chord progression um, mm-hmm. the main chord progression I bring it to Charlie and then we workshop it as a trio and this song evolved from just a chill lo-fi song to this drum and bass like sending it to the sky triumphant song it's seven minutes long and we have a video of that on the roof of anthology which is where we have a performance next friday yes (laughs) which is like a triple plug (laughs) yeah but but no that's my favorite no that's what we're here for we're here for that and i think that requires because i always look at some artists who oh damn they're talented but they can't work with others like jeff beck would be a good example oof you know who I love, <laughs> you know, and I sorry, love. But, sorry, Jeff, but think about, but think about if he could actually work with people. But oh, you have to put your I ego think on. We the could side. work with him and play his music because <laughs> he's Jeff Beck. Or Richie Blackmore a lot of times. Oh wow, I, that's a deep cut. I've heard that that name. <laughs> or you know, in a way, Eddie Van Halen. I would even say in some ways, yeah, from yeah. what I've heard. Well, those guys, their music personalities are so strong and prominent that for them to not do what they're known for would be like. You know, for a, super, Greg, for a actually, superstar like that, that is like that's like an insult to who they are, like I mean, like egotistically. You know, you like, know who's if a Jeff really, Beck was yeah. playing in a wedding band, not playing like the parts. Like it's not Jeff Beck anymore. You, yeah. you know who's the really bad one? Sort I guess I've heard uh, Van Morrison. One of my friends was recording his band in the studio next to him in England. I guess you got one note wrong, he would kick your ass out. Damn. 
That's now, but that makes that's like, real. That happens. Yeah, but the thing about for me is music's got to be fun. It's got to be yeah, positive. Absolutely. What the hell? Positive is getting like your ass kicked out. For <laughs> I mean, I think you got to look at personalities because per- your personality always comes out in your musical uh, work working. You know, because like, okay, if you're insecure or you're, I'm the boss, and then you know somebody comes in and hey, I have an idea. No, that's it. Yeah. You're out. You know, I mean. Yeah, but but a person that's a people person and likes people is probably going to be open to ideas. That's be all easier to work. That's all three of us. Oh, yeah. That's why we work so well together. We'll yeah. definitely kick each other, but it's like constructive criticism, all all from from the heart, just yeah. for the the greater yeah. good of making the best music we can. Because you know, I said something to somebody the other day. I was uh, we were talking about something or how I how I was playing that night or how I was approaching something. And I said, yeah, I really want to know the truth because I'm playing it. I'm not listening to it. Mm-hmm. You're listening to it. Yeah. So it's different when you're hearing it than mm-hmm. what you're... Oh, yeah, I'm rock. I'm fucking... You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm riffing my balls off, you know, but the guy that's listening to it, man, this guy's overplaying. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yep. man. So, you know, yep. it's all perspective. Well, you don't write tons of songs, but when you write them, they're pretty freaking good. Who, me? You, yeah. Oh, well. Well, these guys write all their songs, I guess, like yeah. the ones in the song. <laughs> well, because I really take a long time to write songs because I have a specific. And idea. you're a drummer, so you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, like, you, like, you let it marinate. Yeah. That's that's an approach. It works. <laughs> it works for a lot of people, that's you know? There, I mean, there's I some songs that write themselves overnight, and other ones yeah. you, you return to it a year, two years later, and then right. you finally have the perspective to put it together. Yeah. I do that all the time. You get the right, oh, I got this line, and you, you know, then you got a new thing of lyrics, or, you know, I got all those, I have the typical thing of all these lyrics with shit scratched out, and yeah. new, new words put in, oh, this one fits better, this one sounds better. Like a mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Drayheim would say that Kim Drayheim from State, now he's in a band called Jukebox, right? What he used to say is, he used to do a lot of covers with Static Kling, and he would say, you know, I could write maybe three good songs a year, and there's all these great songs and music's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, you're not a tribute band or a cover band. You could put, like, your... Have you ever done, like, a song cover that you just put, like, a spin on that was like, ah, oh, this kicks ass? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely have. Uh, so That's what I like. I don't go, like, when I see, like... <laughs> if I'm going to say like that, it's like, you make it your own. It's like, yeah. this is great. So the best example, I would say, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you're at a show, and, you know, everyone's yelling, free bird, free bird. Oh, my God. Um, One of my uh, friends does this as soon as they say this. Yeah, free so bird. We, we gave in, and um, we learned we learned to play free bird. And Except. we and we had it, so if someone calls it out, and we don't do this every time, but we did it before... So if someone calls it out, like, in the middle of a song or, like, a quiet section, we, just we right stop. We go, wait, what? Freebird? You want us, what are we, a jukebox? You want us to play free? And then we'll play Freebird well, we in its entirety. <laughs> we just, yeah. yeah. We were like, but yeah, we, we gotta put money but in the, the spin that you're talking about, we get to the, the guitar solo, and we just drop into the double heaviest, like, chromatic double-time swing we can. <laughs> just just <laughs> super <laughs> bebop, like, piano solo. super yeah. fast bebop piano solo. Then and we go uh, back into the pop, pop. Yeah. But it, al- it always gets a really good reaction, because everyone's expecting, you know, the guitar solo that they yeah. want. 
and we go into double time swing. That's so killing. Dude. Yeah, it's and it's really it's really the fun. Tension builds up. Like, now anybody who hears this because we did it as a joke, but then we did it just because we're tired of people yelling "Freebird," and then we're like, "Wait a minute!" And then there's a video of us playing the whole thing on. There's actually some some prominence to doing it too because you know you have Robert Glasper covering like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and people will cover the dub the 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 dub all stars who do like Sgt. Pepper's only dub hard. Yeah, the dub side of the moon where they got the I I love those the the scandalous all stars at the name I think maybe yeah and a lot of jazz artists too they've covered pop songs. And and jazzified them and reharmonized them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it, to to take a classic rock tune like that and to do <laughs> to do a jazz cover of it. You know that's what? not super unheard of, but I mean it's Freebird, and that, I mean I it was very was, bold of us. Very bold. I was I, thinking about the my right. approach to Freebird. I always say. How does that guy get to every gig of every band in every state? <laughs> it's better than Ryan Adams. Somebody yelled for Freebird for a Ryan, a Ryan Adams song, and Ryan Adams is a bit of a case, as you know. And he goes, "This would have been a lot more appropriate, like say in the 1980s when a few of them were still alive." Yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan Adams, if you don't know, has his issues. Yeah, I heard uh, it was a nasty end to people. It Very, happens. Should've Some people been. wake up on the wrong side of the bed every day. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah, done it. Say you I've definitely tour done it. If you don't want audience feedback, man, you should not be playing in front of people. <laughs> yeah, the audience is ruthless sometimes. Yeah, so you just gotta thing. go with it. Yeah. If they want Freebird, give them Freebird. If yeah. they want Alligator, give them Alligator. Yeah. <laughs> alligator. Or no, it's a crocodile by a. No alligators. Depends where you play. That's now, a good one thing I was going to oh, ask about. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Crocodile Crocodile Rock. Now, oh, Larkin Poe did a nice version of that just recently. They They're did a really bunch good. of covers. They did. I love Larkin Poe, yeah, nice. and they just did a bunch of covers during COVID. Mm. But one thing I was going to ask you, Carrot. One of the questions I asked, so to be technical and act like I know what I'm doing, do you have a preference for a type of the, the type of instrument you play, like a brand or something, or we just grab anything? I like playing ghetto drum sets. Like I'll, I'll grab anything. I love it. I love yeah. doing that. Coffee cans, dude. Yeah, I'm playing on a pickle jar. You see? <laughs> like, yeah. I'll do, I'll oh, do tell me about that symbol you got—the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, I just got the symbol from Zildjian. It's uh, like eight I feet. Didn't, I didn't get to use it when you saw us, but it's this 18-inch crash symbol that is drilled a hole outside the bell, and then it's a spiral on the outside, and you hang it up really oh, high wow. on a cymbal stand. And it spins all the way. Yeah, around. you oh, put the cool. symbol yeah, stand yeah. up like this, and it circles. It looks like a Christmas tree. Yeah, it sounds like a gong. It's very, it's like <laughs> very oriental. It's very I've nice. got a, one of those ice bell things. Ice bell? Yeah. Is it just the bell? No, it's the bell with the yeah with the little rim on it. But I mean, it's real, real. Like it sounds like a fire bell or like yeah, an man, alarm bell or something. I love that. What about like both of you? Like in terms of bass, we were talking with uh, the Grand Maestro about the. Ten string bass? Would you like to play that? I would love to play one of those, absolutely. Or Chapman stick, or you know, fretless eight string. It doesn't matter. I I like I just as long as it makes bass notes, you know, I'm all for I'm it. Picturing Tony Levin in my head doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I came in the middle of the movie here. So you guys are obviously all schooled guys, right? Well, no, I found him in the parking <laughs> lot, and I need a guest before you showed up. So, no, hey, you I guys mean, want to come be on a show? <laughs> no, musically, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we, you know, study. you don't play that kind of music just by picking it up. Oh, definitely, think. yeah. We're all like, st- like, because uh, Ben just let us both read this book recently called Zen Guitar, and they talk about this 
white belt mentality. I love it. White belt mm -hmm. mentality where you're constantly learning and you never mastered it because eventually the white turns to a black belt uh. and the black belt gets so worn away that it goes back to white. That that's wow. what it symbolizes, but wow. it's been Americanized yeah, you, you that read you, a lot of, you are a lot of books back up. You kind of. You kind of make the the leap from each white to yellow to green or orange, and and it's been Americanized that like you earn it as a rite of passage. But really, it's the mentality of being the white belt yes. and having it just become dirty from your hard work. Oh, I see. Okay. And um, and that's just stated in the book, and that's kind of been our approach. Um, so we're like, on our journeys yeah, musically. Yeah. So to answer your question, like we're like we've each gone to like different like schools from music and stuff like that, but. Honestly, I think what's more important than that is the fact that we're still learning and we're, like, each of us are diving deep into, like, certain genres of music, studying, transcribing, and practicing to, like, master that element of music. So yeah. we're, like, like we're constantly being schooled. Marco oh, was yeah. working on, when we do this song on our, our uh, full-length album that we're releasing later this year called Winton's Waltz, mm -hmm. he was working a lot on the technique of doing very soft brushes. brushes. Right. And I didn't know there was like that brushes. much involved. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. I, I didn't brushes. know there was that much involved. Yeah. And he was showing me all these videos and all these techniques. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful sound. Like, yeah. wow. with, the, with the hides on the, on yeah, the drums. Yeah. Yeah. There's one band that sounds like your band. Uh, there's a band, like Passive Aggressive Anonymous, where they do the 30 swing with the brushes. So yeah. Not enough willpower. It's no, Passive no, Aggressive Anonymous. It's Passive Aggressive Anonymous. That band, they do 30 swing with the brushes. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that, but I would be very interested they to hear I, that. David spell with my favorite, my favorite uh, fast brush player, Buddy Rich, uh, <laughs> on the on the record, uh, Rich, Rich versus Roach. Roach. Yeah. So it's Mac, Max Roach on the left side of the stereo pan, and his whole band. And Buddy Rich on the right side. A very humble man. A very humble man. Yeah, it's when they figured out how to pan so for the first time, and they they had each band on each side, and they're just trading double time swing with brushes. And Buddy Rich. Did you hear like is, supposedly it's an urban legend about what his last words were when he was dying? Buddy, something yeah. about still better than country music. <laughs> 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 and Car I read Carmen. He is a gold mine. He is a gold oh, mine. He, like, Car I, read, I, I got into a lot of rock bios over COVID. And Carmen Epis's book, uh, he said Buddy Rich would come up to him and go, you know, rock drummers suck, but I like you. <laughs> Yo, there's this funny thing we do whenever like one of us makes a mistake in a in a rehearsal or at a show, <laughs> where we'll be like, oh, like Buddy would always say. I'm out here busting my ass, and you guys are fucking. You guys are sucking the stage, dropping clams, <laughs> dropping clams. Man, what are you gonna do, clams? Yeah, clams. <laughs> I'm out here busting my ass. So about clams. We're blowing your brains out on the horn, and what do you do, clams? <laughs> so whenever we make a mistake, yeah. we'll, we'll look at each other, and be like, "Oh, there's one clam," and we try to like not get enough for a clam chowder, chowder each, each show. <laughs> like, try to not make clam chowder. Yeah, like, one or two clams is all right. Now, yeah, do you not think, enough to make a clam. I'm gonna chowder. steal a question. We had Jimmy Highsmith on the show, so we hey, thought of something. Smarter than uh, yeah. and you guys saw him when you came in. Yeah. So I'm not lying. He's awesome. He's a good guy. So um, what what he said was he thinks you have to be able to read music. You, he encourages and encourages it. Mm -hmm. You would say, yeah. I mean, I disagree. Yeah. I strongly disagree. Well, I'm glad because I can't read shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know such great musicians. No, we're that all can't for all views. No, music. that's the thing. I yeah. everything, nothing's wrong on well, the show. I think it's just an added thing. I mean, like when I learn, if I have to learn something and I have to make little notes, I have to write a couple rhythms or breaks or something. And like that, then mm -hmm. it's good to know. I mean, at least you should be able to at least know how to read the rhythms. Yeah, but no, it, I don't yeah, know if I can notes. read a whole. I mean, I, reading, I've had right? drum charts. I mean, I can read a drum chart as long as it's not 
all over the place. As long as it's not the black page, you yeah, know? <laughs> Zappa, you know, man. but but it's like it should be Carl Black, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's helpful to have. It's you know, it's shorthand. I mean, Def- I, I agree with that. I, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a great aid like when because me i transcribe what i do on the drums but i don't even necessarily do it properly according to a scholastic way of transcribing i yeah. do it in For my yourself. own my i'm own too way. impatient to transcribe stuff i yeah. just write real sloppy quick well, i use i'll paraphrase <laughs> john bonham what he said he said yeah it's really neat to do like a triple paradoodle but who the heck knows what that is right. you got to play by feeling you got to get a feeling yeah. For, yeah. and i've seen how many you can name a lot of people like what say those crappy shows like those you know American Idol or whatever, technically they're good singers, but they don't have the feel for it. Exactly. Could you imagine if they had Tom Waits go on there or Leonard Cohen or right. Dylan? Yeah. You know, what they'd Ooh. say to him when they kicked him out? <laughs> you can tell the difference between somebody who is trained and somebody who just has that soul. And yeah, they play from the heart. That's what it is. That's what I like to go see these yep. show. I've seen some bands where I go, man, these guys are really technically good, but they're putting in the numbers. And you go, other people are just feeling it, and you get into it. You could tell they dig what they're doing, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally really liked you guys. Oh, by the way, oh, what's your favorite pickles? These guys make pickles. You have pickles. Yeah, <laughs> what's yep. your favorite pickles? sweet pickles? Oh. Oh. Wait, that's the one thing we don't specialize in. <laughs> we don't do we don't spicy do, pickle game. We don't do sugar because um, I did I, during my experimentation. Uh, we did a pineapple time. I put a little too much pineapple juice oh. and I left them in there too long. Oh. And one of the jars was crazy. It would, Effervescent pickles. Wow. It was like champagne. Holy it was man. bubbling. Wow. The pickles are terrible. So like, I threw them out. <laughs> I'll give you one of mine. Borderline pickle moonshine. Yeah. You need a license to well, sell I that. Mean, <laughs> sure I like know. a good dill. I'm just saying. I like a good dill. One I don't <laughs> like mustard pickles. Oh, yeah. I think I've mu- never had that. Never like had that. You would think they would be, the combination would be great. Mustard pickles. Wow. Oh, no. Mustard seeds in the... Uh, in the brine. Oh, that's okay. Okay. You know, yeah, maybe. One question I like to ask, too, is the one I always bring this up every show. I think there's a dichotomy in this city, probably most cities, between people who like to go just see the cover bands of the commercial stuff and our local bands with the original music. And, of course, I'm all for, you know, playing covers. You know, the people who do that, it's great. But how do you try to entice people? A lot of times I have so many problems with a lot of friends trying to get them. They'll be like, I'll say, come see, like, you know, go see this band, go see this band. Like, oh, there's an Eagles cover band this week. You want to go see him? Well, we got an easy. It's all. I mean, literally, yeah. we're gonna have pickles, and that beats every band in town. Right. What <laughs> band's gonna come with the pickles? Like, we bring the heat. We got the heat. You know? <laughs> Who's coming with the pickles? <laughs> yeah. the pickle mafia. Pickle mafia. That's it. I mean, we got this show that we're doing at Anthology. We have free pickle tasting, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we made these giant jars of uh, habanero mango, mango oh, habanero. Wow. Pickles, yeah, those are really yeah. good. And the pineapple thyme and the cherry bomb spicy ones with the cherry bomb garlic well, dills. How did you guys get into that whole thing? I mean, because of the just pandemic. Well, well, before it was because um, it was I had been making pickles every year, but just for fun and not for you know, I give them a couple of jars out here and there. But during the pandemic, man, when when we lost eighty shows and we lost right. everything we had, we were just you know. 
crunching away making mm-hmm. jars of pickles. And that's what people don't realize. Like they don't get the human costs. And I mean, I'm always big on if you pay, if you play, you should get paid. And that this is a career. It's not just like I get really upset when people who are my friends or artists who have friends. Oh, can you just draw this for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my livelihood, you know. And then yeah. you and yes, okay, I'm not gonna. When we don't, we're not gonna have a deep dive into COVID or what we did mm-hmm. or anything I got else. Bucks to be sleep deprived last night. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like that, I mean, not like you make millions of dollars, but it's like people's livelihoods. And yes, we couldn't probably help it. And I can't say. You know, what the heck? You know, if we get the Omega Beta Data variant or whatever comes <laughs> up, and you know, Omega whatever. Beta data. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> Don't do that. You have a, I have to do what you mentioned. Did you have a joint? You'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch 28 Days Later. Right there. There's something I wanted to expand That's a great movie. Go on. That's what we're here for. There's a, something I want to expand upon what we said earlier when it comes to the writing process. And it was it's very important because uh, I think what I'm noticing today is like, there's so many chord progressions that have been recycled and so many things that have been recycled over the years. And I'm, I'm finding a bigger emphasis after doing some uh, electronic music production over the years and bringing that element to Pickle Mafia. One of the things that we're really, I think that we're really good at is we'll have a giant whiteboard and we'll really play with the arrangement and we'll keep moving parts around, constantly moving them until we get like something that actually works. And we spend a lot of time on the arrangements. So we'll have these cool parts, but how they fit together and how many times we do them, when we do half an A section or a full B section, and we mm-hmm. have it back into it, I think that really, that's where that collaboration really accelerates. But I want to just add that two I want to take, Greg, what's your thoughts on Matthew McConaughey because we were talking about his films? What's my thoughts on him? I like him. He's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Simple to the point. We were talking about Inception and Days to Confuse and all these. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I saw I saw the Cadillac or Lincoln Lawyer. I thought that was a great movie. Oh, Lincoln. He's in a movie called Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's, he's got a big. Oh yeah. Car, <laughs> of he's got course. Car of course. His office. <laughs> Bro, that, I didn't that know. makes so much sense. Yeah. Because yeah. the Lincoln commercials that he's in. Yeah. He's just so Texas. <laughs> so and we you gotta were, love it. So old school Texas. Well, he went to U Texas. I think he might run for governor too. Oh, oh come on! I hope not. He needs to stop. I'd vote for him. I'd vote he needs for him. to. Just, well, I, I don't mean, live there. That's I would vote for him too, but that's a lot. I just read an article about him or from him in the. I even hate to admit this, the AARP magazine. But he was talking about his family and how he spends time with his kids and they do stuff. And he's a real God person. And they talk about. They talk about. They were talking about racism, and he gets his kids all involved and in, you know, mm-hmm. being correct and proper and not. You know, being crappy to people and yeah. all that stuff. That's super cool of him. I saw him do that. I also heard a thing that he was on on a set once and they didn't. He stunk or something. He didn't wash under his arms or something. <laughs> Some girl said that's his natural. That's yeah, Texas he just smells man. like gasoline. Yeah. And since the eighties <laughs> and wood. <laughs> and wood. He lumberjack. Like <laughs> he built his own axes in the eighties. See, but that's uh, the thing. I always like the theme. One of the themes of the show is that in these crazy times, music's a positive thing. And I'll see like friends. We get all the arguments online, all the crazy political crap. I'll see people at shows, probably dichotomously opposed. They get along great. Because that's what yeah. music's about. It's about yeah. bringing people together. Yeah, we don't feed into the negativity. We, I would get on the mic during during this in between the songs, and the guys start making fun of me because I always be like, "All right, all right, how's <laughs> yeah, everyone right. doing tonight?" <laughs> I, I did it so much. Right, yeah, don't do that anymore. No, I don't, I don't, I don't do that anymore. He's, he's, been, he's been good about it. He's yeah, because I've been talking in the mic. 
right. Like, yo, what's up? We're the Pickle Mafia. I got Charlie and Marco. I'm Ben. Let's play the next song. Boom. There you go. There. That's all it is. Like five seconds of their time. We're back in the next song. Right. Let's go. It's, it's sometimes it's good to tell a story. I mean, we yeah. got there's a lot of we stories. do story time. Yeah, we do. We, we got a song called Flying Pineapple, and it's because <laughs> some buddy threw a pineapple at me. Oh, now oh, some wow. have good stories behind him. <laughs> What's like okay? Is uh, it up really fast? Or is, is that like yeah. a lot more to that story? Somebody threw a pineapple. That's awesome though. I love like ah, oh, so, you threw a pineapple at me. You threw a pineapple at me, and I made a song about it. So. Yeah. yeah, everything. The, the best yeah. part is that the pineapple didn't hit him. No, it, it That's good. exploded, and it was thrown out of anger, probably. But I don't know. I wasn't there. Have you ever had anything thrown at you while drumming, Greg? Pardon me. Have you had anything thrown at you while drumming? No, no. I don't. Never really had to deal with that too much. <laughs> Underwear thrown at me. Did you ever Wait. hear the old Ringo story? <laughs> What's that? I heard were, about the jelly beans with the no, Beatles. When they were in the Philippines or something, there was something going on. I, I don't know. There was like, there was some kind of unrest or something. And for some Ringo put, <laughs> he turned his symbols flat. Oh yeah, so that people wouldn't be able to throw things. Oh, at. <laughs> and you know the other story too. He was tired. He was tired of the roses and bras oh, being man. thrown at him. Well, you know the other story too. George and John said they like jelly babies, which people who didn't think of jelly beans, so they would get pelted with them during Jesus the show. Christ. That's great. They, they deserve it. They're, <laughs> they're the biggest band of all time. Oh, Greg, anything to add? Any questions? Anything to add? You came in late. What happened last night? Uh, I mean, these guys are very. Uh, what happened last night? You can tell. So we're we're at a wedding. <laughs> You're pretty deep thinkers. I mean, I, I I could tell that just by watching watching you play. Yeah, I mean, you deep. guys weren't just like you know. That's real. Sitting around listening to Johnny Be Good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I, I could relate because I went to Nazareth for music at. So I mean, I I could tell that you guys were schooled guys and and. But what happened last night? Now I'm interested. It was really funny. We were uh, so we're doing background jazz for this wedding, uh, (laughs) and uh, we get to play all Pickle Mafia stuff, so it was cool. And we're playing what song was it? Trio de Janeiro. Was it Trio? Was this last night or last weekend? No, last night. Remember the remember the grapes? You're throwing grapes into Marco's. Oh yeah, during the drum drum solo. solo. Yeah, we just have fun. fun. I'm I'm gonna. It's an open drum solo in the song called uh, Trio de Janeiro. And um, I'm gonna open drum solo, and Ben he has grapes. <laughs> or actually, Charlie first. He grabbed a, a vine of grapes like a king, and he starts eating them. And then Ben's like, "Give me some." So he gave Ben a handful, and then Ben looked at me while I was doing the drum solo, and, and he was like, "And I was like, oh shit!" So I'm doing a drum solo. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like trying to catch him in my mouth. I'm that. Uh, and you guys seem like a good. That's like, fun. You have a, a good brand. I mean, you guys are very tight. You're you're obviously into the band. And I think you believe in it, and it's an entity, you know, yeah, for and sure. Well, this, that's really good. It's not just well, I play jazz in this. Band. This is yeah, more than just a jazz band, too. Way I mean, more. We this is the coolest thing that I've been in so many different bands like that do only one style. This band does literally everything. We've done everything from Ariana Grande. Billy Eilish, yeah, probably could. We took took Noah Cyrus a lot at uh, the State Fair. Yeah, Yeah, we took Noah, and then we did. It's an in joke on the show. (laughs) We've done. um, What was it? We did electronic dance set at like one a.m. Dead Mouse covered. 
Yeah, we did, we did Dead Mouse. We did yeah. um, Cher. That's pretty much like however everything. we're feeling, like because we like a we, lot of different music. So we'll, we'll use right in the band. I guess that's what I'm getting at. I, we'll, we'll use samplers yeah, with vocal band. samples on them sometimes, nice. you know, and just mm-hmm. like have have the vocal thing and then just do whatever we want over the top. So it's like it's a very diverse kind of show where we can do. Like we're doing the Plaza House in Buffalo uh, on Saturday, and it's a very intimate show. They got the, they got the grand piano, oh, which is awesome. Yeah. So it's like we're gonna really like feel. We're gonna get super. Artsy One place you gotta do, room. you gotta do seventy five nice. stuts in some street. It's. I heard about that. It's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. You love it. What's that? Well, we're. It's uh, it's, it's like a remodeled church there. It's cool. But, but I'm finally glad, Charlie, I'm I'm finally glad, if you don't know, Charlie and I were haggling back and forth to find how to get on here. We finally got on. Life kept us on. I'm glad you guys could come down. Absolutely. It's fun. Now, what promotion time? What are you guys going to do? Where can we find you? Where can we get your stuff? What are you doing? Here it is. This is the big one right here. Well, we already had the picture, so now it's... So this is... Um, and this will be out next week for this. Yeah, this is... I gotta play that. We're doing our Damn. EP release. Um, we have two CDs we're coming out with this year. Here's the first one. It's a, it's a four-song EP called A Night to Remember. And um, we're doing that with... A, Head to the Roots is going to open for us at Anthology. And we're going to do two sets of music. And, and where is it? Tell them where it is. It's down on East, right? Yep. It's... Uh, right on East Avenue. 336. Yeah. Wow, you're better than me. I'm picturing, trying to picture it in my head. So it's like, uh, if you know where uh, Merce and all that, it's the one there. Because I always goofed that Cam's. up. With the, yeah. Cam's is right there. I know where you yeah, used know. to be Whiskey River. It yeah, used to be Heat. used to be, be But that's where it is. You got plenty of parking around there and everything yep. else. And do you have a website we can go get your stuff? Yep. And www.picklemafia.com. And cool. So yeah. we'll end up over. Thanks, you guys, and for coming on. And yeah, I don't know. Say. I don't know if it was said, but the show is Friday, September twenty fourth. Yes. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock is when music starts. Fifteen dollar presale tickets. You can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. It's twenty dollars. Or if you like to door. pay more, do it at the door. Yeah, yeah, the door. yeah. 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 helps us. Out. And what are you? Go- we're going to have a song now. And uh, what are we playing? Uh, uh, we're going to do the first track. Are we going to surprise them? No, you're going to tell them what yeah, it is. Yeah, we're going to tell. It's the first track on the new album. It's called "On My Way," and you can find it right on our. Um, YouTube channel. So yeah, and it's OM. It's spelled OMW on YouTube. Pickle Mafia OMW. Yep. We went the classic modern route with the anagrams yeah. for this album. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Thanks again for being on, Greg. Thanks hey, for rocketing in. Gonna give me a CD. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah, man. Later.